Noah Alvarez here with the Podfathers Podcast. This is episode 42. Hope y'all are having a wonderful week thus far. Have you heard the good news? Well, the Podfathers Podcast is on the Pulse Podcast Network, and the Pulse Podcast Network has now an official sponsor, so we'll be right back after a word from these messages. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TickFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TickFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TickFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want, and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TickFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TickFlix. That's TickFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Back here on the Podfathers podcast, and in case you missed it, use promo code PULSE in all caps at TickSplits for our discount. Noah Alvarez here, and first I wanted to thank everyone last week who asked me when I was releasing my next episode. Unfortunately, I was not able to set up a recording in time for last week. I just got caught up with a lot of activities going on at work, but I was super surprised to hear the amount of people to ask me when the next one was dropping. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are energy I need in my life. Thank you. Last few episodes, I've mentioned the weather because it's been unusually cold here in Orange County, but looks like the temperatures are back to normal as we have finally seen 60 degrees here this past weekend. Now, if anyone is listening back east or in the Midwest, they're probably thinking, damn, that must be nice. And you're damn right. It's very nice. It's funny to think that when temperatures drop below 50 here, we all kind of freaked out. And there are other parts, but there are other parts of the country that never see 50 in the winter and season and are dealing with below freezing temperatures the whole season. But enough about the weather. On this week's podcast, I bring on two guests, one who's new to the show. Her name is Ruth, and she's a very smart young lady. She's sisters with my good friend Jenny, who also joins the conversation, and we talk about her journey going vegan, the influence celebrities have on the youth, and a little bit about zodiac signs and what they mean. A reminder, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Pulse Podcast Network. Please leave us a review at your earliest convenience to help new listeners get an idea of what the show is all about. Hope y'all have a happy Monday or happy day, depending on what day you're listening, and enjoy the conversation. At what point in your life did you think going vegan was like Wait, made for you? Let me just, okay, so. I went vegetarian when I was a sophomore in high school. Sophomore, no. Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. I went vegetarian for the first time. Lasted like two months or something. And then we went to Mexico and I had to, well, my mom asked me if I could eat meat again. So I started eating meat again. And then I came back and I still ate meat for a while. And then I decided to go vegetarian again. And then I was watching a lot of videos at the time, such as like what I eat in the day videos, because mm-hmm. it, it was just entertaining to me because I like to know other people's lives. It's, I don't know. That sounds weird. But I would watch those videos and then 
I think that was sort of a big part of why. I also had like body insecurity issues, <laughs> mm. and that was also a reason because I thought, oh, it's a healthier lifestyle. And yeah, and then I started getting more educated on the environmental problems that the animal industry causes mm-hmm. and how that's all ingrained into one. And then I also read the I also learned about the mistreatment of animals in the agriculture industry yeah, and how there's a lot of things I don't really want. I sometimes I feel like when I tell people they get offended <laughs> or something so I don't know. No, I, I, I watched this in this documentary in high school called Food Inc. I don't know oh, if yeah, you've ever seen I, it. I don't remember. I think I watched part of it. Or I've heard of it. It was a cool, really informational documentary about the mistreatment of animals, like you said. Yeah. The chickens from cows and stuff like that. At farms, <clears throat> farmers have to really mass produce, especially when they work for Tyson and some of these other big corporations mm-hmm. that pro- provide a lot of chicken and beef for these huge companies like McDonald's or Walmart and yeah. stuff like that. And they have to produce at such a high rate that the cows and the chickens and other animals that are domesticated, they're really poorly treated because obviously mm-hmm. we have to produce at such a high rate. And it becomes like an unnatural process. Yeah. So I can I can definitely agree with you and there's like no offense here. Yeah. And also I never really enjoyed eating meat even when I was little. I would not eat it that much. but So it wasn't really difficult for me. I So I see how for other people who... Meat is super ingrained of a lot in a lot of cultures. Meat, like we mm-hmm. all space around meat. Well, especially so, us, like we're Mexican and Mexican yeah. ethnicity in their culture. Like there's yeah, a lot but of meat. It's not as much though because I feel for us, eggs, rice, beans are the staple foods in a lot of Mexican households. I don't think meat is as big. I think in Mexico itself, meat a lot of times is more of oh right now we have money to be able to afford this meat. Mm-hmm. You know. True. Yeah, and a lot of people there raise their own animals, so I don't know. I think it's over there, it's more of a sort of luxury from when I was there myself because we never really eat that much meat mm-hmm. homemade, like when we ate at home. Yeah, and beans and rice we are didn't. cheaper. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We would mostly eat meat when we would go out to eat. No, my dad was a big meat eater. We Dude, I'm talking about when I went to Mexico. Oh. <laughs> when we went to Mexico. <sighs> but yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. You yeah. mentioned going vegan like or a vegetarian was at the time was a healthier option. Yeah. Did you, like, see a lot of results? Do you feel healthier now that um, you've cut out meat? I don't really want to talk about my eating journey because it got, like, complicated. But now I do because I remember... I want to talk about periods. <laughs> um, when I first got my period, fifth to, like, eighth grade, I would get really bad cramps. And now they're not that bad at all anymore. See? Unless I eat really bad. But I think it did... I did see a change in my menstrual cycle. When <laughs> I went vegan. But. No, that's impressive. I didn't. I yeah. didn't know that meat yeah. affected with your menstrual cycle at all. Well, for for me, it did. I mean, obviously, it varies for different people, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just in my head. But I do feel a lot healthier. I think because also I try to take care of myself a little more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do but you... I did like I did restrict my food for a while and like binging restricting. Yeah, but now it's okay. Do you find it hard? I mean, I know there's a lot more vegans now in today's society than mm-hmm. there was, like, just five years ago. Yeah. But do you still find it hard to find vegan options when you go out to, like, restaurants and stuff with your friends? Not really. Not at all, really, actually. Because there's always something. There can't be... Well, like, there can be <coughs> in places. I remember once <laughs> when we went out to eat for... I, I don't remember what was, what was it, Father's Day? 
I think so. We went to some crab place and I took my own Subway sandwich. Oh. <laughs> and I took an avocado too because I didn't want to pay for an avocado at Subway. And yeah, it was funny. Smart. No, actually it wasn't that funny. It was just convenient. But, I don't know. It's not really difficult for me because obviously I got used to it and I got used to knowing how to order. So I'm sure you miss at least something, some part from eating meat, if there's my, anything. My favorite, I, I cut you off because I already know what you're going to ask. Um, I used to love lengua. Oh, lengua. Yeah, I used to love lengua. So sometimes it's tough for me when they cook it at home, but that's rare. So that's all. I think that's the thing that I would miss the most. Mm-hmm. And I used to like crema a lot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, crema. crema, sour cream. I used to love that. Is there alternatives to crema? Yeah, but I haven't bought in any because okay. I don't trust them. Because a lot of them taste bad, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm sure veganism, like being vegan and have that diet, it's opened you up to a lot more different foods and stuff. Like, what's the. What did you never eat before that you kind of eat now that you've really enjoyed? (laughs) Mushrooms. (laughs) I used to hate mushrooms. And a lot of foods, actually. A lot of vegetables. I think I'm better with textures now. Because a lot of the reason I didn't like mushrooms was because of the texture. And um, I like pickles now. And mustard. What other? Oh, vegan cheesecake that you haven't tried yet. Oh, vegan cheesecake. Which offends me because you said you need cheese for cheesecake but you don't because there's vegan cheesecake now see i didn't know there's vegan cheesecake Ooh, we should get some one day maybe tomorrow or maybe never i'll put Just that on my bucket list <laughs> they sell some at loving hut for friendsgiving oh that was like sorry what no i was gonna say for friendsgiving uh my baseball team that i play on sundays it was like a potluck we had a potluck thanksgiving or friendsgiving if you want to call it that on a weekend and one of the members brought a vegan mac and cheese and i thought that was so crazy that you can how have it taste? cheese in mac and cheese without, you know, actual cheese product. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is he didn't tell us until after. Oh, really? So we ate it all thinking it was just normal mac and cheese. And I liked it. I, like, swear to God, like, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is really good mac and cheese. Like, what's your secret? And he told us all at the end, like, once we finished it, because we finished that thing. He told us that it was vegan and that his girlfriend made it. And we're like, what? Because his girlfriend's vegan. Um, we, we were all blown away because it was, you wouldn't even, yeah, you couldn't good. even taste. We knew it tasted a little different, but it was a good different. Mm-hmm. I think everyone loved it. We all went back for seconds and we, like I said, we finished that thing fast. And so it was funny because, you know, some of the guys were like, ah, you know, yeah. I, I didn't like it after all, but you know, they were just lying. But it was funny. Like I, I remember so, saying, I was like, wow, that was really impressive. I didn't yeah. think you could have mac and cheese without cheese and it still be good. Yeah. Also, I think that the animal agriculture industry really does affect POC communities because a lot of the factory farming takes place in those towns and countries or cities or whatever and I don't know that just sort of upsets me because all those you know how like raising cows releases a lot of CO2 emissions and that's Mm -hmm. really bad for the environment because it's warming climate change or whatever yeah and a lot of that takes place in POC communities and I I just think it's sort of cruel Mm -hmm. I watched a documentary and they said that the people that they interview, they say that they don't, they can't even eat meat because they know that that industry is causing harm to them themselves and also the animals. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because I've gone to school at Sacramento State. I made friends that lived in like small towns across Central California, yeah. and that's like huge for farming, right? Mm-hmm. There's farms everywhere across Central California, and there's this one town in particular called Pixley that I visited a few times because my friends lived there. And 
I've developed a close relationship or friendship with this person and their family and stuff like that. But their whole town revolves around a dairy farm. Like everyone works yeah. at a dairy farm and they do different things or, but they're all working with animals and they're all yeah. working at a farm and it's like, that's their life. So it's, it's kind of crazy cause we have that option kind of, you know, here in the city in a more of a suburban lifestyle to kind of choose or not choose. But to them, it's like, they don't that's know anything different, you know, yeah. getting, getting milk, they have milk and those like glass mugs, you know what I mean? Oh, like that's yeah, how they, yeah. that's how they get their oh, milk. That's they don't, cool. That's old fashioned. It's very old fashioned. Yeah. It's like very, and that milk is very different too than the milk you buy here at a Stater Bros or mm-hmm. at a, you know, grocery outlet or something like that. Just because that milk has been processed a, in a couple of times before it gets into the gallon and that way it could last longer and stuff like yeah. that. Where the milk they get there in the farm town, it's, it's pretty cool cause it's, it's fresh yeah. and yeah. it's like, it's untouched sometimes you yeah. can say. That's cool. Okay, also, what are some, like, tips that you would recommend for the transition? Uh. Because I know, like, it could be super unhealthy if you're not informed. And I know you did watch a good amount of YouTube videos just to make that transition itself. Because I know, like, there's cookies and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can... Um, well, I went vegetarian first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that an easier transition, you think? Yeah, definitely, because you don't go... Some people can do it, um, just go all out, but I didn't do that. So I went vegetarian first, and then I slowly cut out animal products. So I think that was easy. So sour cream for me, I just cut it off, and I said, okay, this is my last time eating it, and mm-hmm. then I just went with cheese. I think that just made it a lot easier. And then eventually I just wouldn't eat anything with dairy or animal products in it, mm-hmm. and unless it was sweets, but yeah. I just went vegan. It wasn't, like I said before, it wasn't that difficult for me because I never really enjoyed eating meat. And I don't like touching it when it's raw. Mm-hmm. So cooking it, that, that's also a good thing I don't have to deal with because I hate that, you know. Yeah. I don't know if that was really tips. But I don't know what to say for tips. <laughs> I felt like that was a tip, like transitioning. You kind yeah, of mentioned tra- it. Yeah, it goes, for me, I did it slow. Yeah, it took you like, what? Like, a year, maybe, to transition no. fully vegan? I was vegetarian. I started... Well, my sophomore... Well, I, my junior year again, I went vegetarian. And I think that was around September, and then in November, I went vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you start slowly cutting it out. Yeah. Because I think my mom's heading into that direction, too. She's probably listening to this right now, but slowly, like, in the past five years, she's really cut out dark meat. And then now she's starting to cut out just meat in general and she's only eating meat like twice three times a week yeah and i can see because her sister my 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 madrina she is completely vegetarian you know she doesn't eat any meat at all yeah and so when she goes to family functions she has we have vegetarian options for her and so i feel like my mom's starting to drift towards that and maybe down the road yeah switch to vegan but i know we just recently switched out our milk we're no longer drinking dairy milk so that's um something that's cool because I, that's, I, that's, I noticed, too, like, my stomach was having problems every time I was eating dairy milk and I, or drinking dairy milk with mm-hmm. cereal or whatever. And I was like, okay, it's time for the switch. Because I've been exposed to different milks, whether it's almond and soy or just the lactate milk without the lactose and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's time for a switch. I think everyone's body acts differently, too. Yeah. I think sometimes people's bodies call for it sooner, especially, I feel like, a lot of times in the Mexican culture, mm-hmm. we eat meat. At least for some of my family members, we eat meat so much, they're eating meat a lot, and they kind of get, like, oversized, and once yeah. they get older... And also all that protein and cholesterol, and mm-hmm. that's not that good It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Unless you're, like, a high-performing athlete, but... Yeah, even my, then, it's not that good. None great. of my tios and tios are high-performing athletes, yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I think just 
people in like Mexican culture eat so bad because I know like my uncle would go mm-hmm. through a 12 pack of coke mm-hmm. and he'd like eat bread on the side to kind of like, watch yeah. I don't know it's just like his diet is horrible and now he has diabetes mm-hmm. well it's just crazy because a lot of it also has to do with a good support system you know because when I were I first went when this all started not a lot of people were vegan vegetarian I didn't know anyone that was vegan or vegetarian so Mm -hmm. it was sort of difficult for me because I was getting judgment from friends from family like family a lot especially and then they'll like try to get you to do something you don't want to do and it's cruel you know very cruel and it's like dude I don't want to do that peer pressure yeah and it's I don't I just I felt like I I wasn't even the one to tell that my mom was the one that would tell people and then she she'd tell people and then I'd be like okay but then I I wouldn't mind it if People weren't so judgmental about it because mm-hmm. I'm not telling you what to eat and what to do with your body or whatever. So why do you think it's okay to tell me that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So do you there was like... there was a lot of judgment. There was a lot of judgment, mm-hmm. but that even didn't now anything. it continues to be. Yeah, there, like... but it's not as bad now. Now my cousin's vegetarian, which is cool because <laughs> they're finally someone in the family that is also. And my mom, um, she doesn't really eat that much meat. She's trying not to eat it as well, mm-hmm. but she's. Everyone's become more understanding, I think. Yeah. So it was, it was sort of hard to, like, challenge everyone, especially the family, because mm-hmm. I'd go over, and then they'd get upset that I wasn't eating the foods they made, but I can't change my morals just to please you, you know? Yeah. I think that's something, like, along with society. Like, we're becoming more and more, more accepting of different cultures yeah. and different... Understanding is a pretty good word, too, but <laughs> there's a lot of different things that in culture yeah. are more accepting understanding. I think veganism or being vegan is, is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. What would the hardest thing to give up that's meat for you, Jenny? Oh, I could not give up meat. I'm, I'm at Wingstop literally, like, once a week. If I'm not dragging you along. I'm dragging, like, I think I've even dragged my vegan sister along. Just Dude, so I won't be that's alone. how I stained these pants. I was holding her wings on my pants yeah, and like, the oil spilled. I'm really trying. Them. I've asked her to help me transition just because I have, like, really bad eating habits. But, mm-hmm. like, slowly, maybe I'll, like... Four days out of the week, I'll go vegan or not vegan, maybe vegetarian, plant healthier. First, yeah. yeah, more plant based. But you know, I can't let go of my wings. Yeah, I've tried, but I'm like hugged. For me, it's just al pastor tacos, you know. Al pastor. Also, oh, for me, it was lingua just, for you that. Mm-hmm. That's that really hits the spot, and just like going to any taqueria and having al pastor is. Mm-hmm. Is my go-to meat for burritos, quesadillas. That's just like. Yeah. I think I like pork in general. Like pork chops are cool. Um, pork sausages and stuff like that so like i mean there's a lot of different meats i can go on and on cheeseburgers carne asada but they actually have like alternatives like we go to loving hut her Mm -hmm. that's like the go-to restaurant we're at whenever my dad takes us out to me and they have like they have wings but they're they're vegan wings yeah but they don't taste like chicken no of course like the blt the blt legit tastes like a regular BLT. And I think that with more and more technology and the more and more they experiment with different foods, like, we're going to get more and more foods that are vegan options. Yeah. Like that mac and cheese that I had from my friends that they made. Yeah. We're going to get more recipes and more ingredients to have things taste like they just did, but without the vegan products in it. And I think that's pretty cool because, you're like, at the end of the day, you're going to miss a lot of those flavors. Yeah. And, you know, that's the cool thing. I mean, I don't eat tacos all the time. I don't eat carne asada all the time mm-hmm. or cheeseburgers all the time, but... Every once in a while, it feels good to have that, or you know, even if it's pepperoni pizza or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But anyways, should we talk about something else now? Twitter. Actually, let's turn the script around. I want to interview now. Maybe just Twitter. I want to interview. You want to interview now. me? All right. Yeah. So tell me what um, the greatest moment in your college career was. My greatest moment? Yeah. There's so many. No, well, choose one. Okay. I, I was. <laughs> this is funny. I've never kind of been like on the other end of this. Well, but, 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 my greatest moment, can I do an honorable mention and then say my greatest moment? Say your greatest moment first and then do it, just kidding, yeah. Uh, it's I your my, podcast. My, my honorable mention will probably be graduation day, because all my family came up, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my grandparents, you know, who were from Mexico and brought their families oh, over. So cool. And it was just like, it was cool to see them, my padrino came too as well with his fiance. Um, my two of my cousins came, my Nino, my Nina from baptism came, and just I had a lot of the family that was closest to me come. I had a lot of so I had some friends there that were in attendance, and just like that whole ceremony, it just felt so surreal because you go to school your whole life from your five to eighteen, and then I was in school for five more years after that, and it's like holy shit, it never mm-hmm. ends. But it finally ended for me, and like that ceremony meant a lot for me. It was it was really cool, but probably that's so that's my honorable mention. Believe it or not, my greatest moment, though, is when I was working for the radio station at Sac State, KSSU. I was broadcast. I was in charge of broadcasting the baseball games in the springtime. And it was my final semester, but I was also part of the baseball club team. And, you know, like, they're not associated with each other, but the club team had worked out that we can play games on the actual NCAA team's field. And so it was really cool because one day, actually two days, I got to do this. But one day I got to broadcast the game by myself because the guy who I was calling them with, you know, he was out of town that weekend. But I was calling a game by myself. And then, you know, like I went to the station, put the stuff back, had to change really quick. And then I played a game on that same field. And there was a people that like the field keepers and like they noticed me. They're like, hey, like you can do both. And I was like, yeah. And I actually had a really good game. Um, I went two for three. And I made a nice play in the outfield, and it was like it was like the coolest. Probably that was probably the coolest moment of college history because I just, I literally just like did what I loved or what I want to do in the future is like broadcast and call games, mm-hmm. and then like right after I got to play, and like that's always fun because for me sports is like a huge um, relief of stress for me, and like playing sports will always be like the greatest things for me or most stress relieving things for me. So just doing that back to back and like seeing people acknowledge it and then having people say like wow you're good at both and I was like holy shit that was fun wow props to you so next question who is your biggest style icon style icon yeah <laughs> that's such a funny question because why because he's not stylish because I'm not really I, 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 I feel think like... the opposite I think you're the oh. top three people the most stylish people I know so maybe Me. you're wow. my style icon. Wow. I'm just kidding. I'm on it. That was on it for like a quick wow. second. I Wait, know. maybe you are because I like that poncho and the sweaters that Jenny takes home that are yours. Honestly, I don't have a, I don't have like one particular style icon, <laughs> but I just like going comfortable, yo. Like, I want to go comfort over fashion, but don't get me wrong. I have like a nice set of button ups that I wear, like short sleeve and long sleeve and. I have I like jerseys. I like a lot of I feel like my style was influenced by a lot of like 2000s rappers cuz like I constantly find Name myself five. The, the game 50 Cent, Kanye West, uh Fabulous and uh let's just say Nelly. Now answer me this, did you ever <laughs> What? 
Did you ever buy a pair of Yeezys? I did not ever okay, buy a pair of Yeezys. Okay, I, I congratulate you for that because you seem like you would buy some. No, I was never... I like shoes and I like Jordans, but I never had money for that kind of oh. stuff. So I never could be like a full-on hype beast with, with sneaker or sneakerhead, whatever you want to call it. But I like jerseys. I, I have like a few jerseys that I've gotten off of opera, Offer Up and other places that I found for pretty cheap. I like wearing jerseys like just out over under over a sweatshirt. Um, I like wearing a lot of beanies. I have a lot of hats, too, if you could tell. Like, we're in my room. I like collecting hats. I like having hats of different color schemes so I can match with different things. Um, Beanies are cool, too, even though, like, in Southern California, we don't really get to wear them often, except for this year because it's been freakishly freakishly cold. But other than that, I mean, I would say a lot of my style influence was from from 2000s rappers. Just Mm. generalizing. Not one in particular, but just a lot of them. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research, and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college-educated, but most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. I'll say it one more time marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com and we hope to hear from you soon so why did you shave your head i heard that story and i just wanted to know oh what story did you hear you told me that you shaved your head oh yeah like a few years back and i wanted to know if that was like a thing in the moment thing or was that like a long time um, thing okay so i followed a lot of people that had shaved their head and i thought they looked really pretty and then i had been wanting to for so i shaved it in 20... What year are we on? 2019. 2019? We're in 2019. Oh, so I shaved it in 2017. November. Mm. Um, so I had been wanting to for a while, and then I didn't, because obviously I was sort of scared. Mm-hmm. And then I just... I, I think that I wanted to, but I didn't accept that until a while later. And then in around... Oh, in November, I was having sort of a rough time in my mind, Mm -hmm. and then my friend went over, and then I just shaved my head, and then she did too. And also, I hope that my friend doesn't listen to this, but (laughs) her mom gave me a sort of bad haircut. (laughs) Whose mom? My friend's mom, Mm. and I was wearing a beanie for three days so no one would see it. And then I said, oh my god, whatever, so I shaved my head. Yeah. It was sort of... I feel like it's a big power statement because yeah. you have to have a lot of confidence. I mean, me, like ninety percent of my confidence is in my hair, so I can really? never, I can never shave it off. Because I really perm. My it's not a perm. Don't listen to her, folks. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I have a lot of. I feel like a lot of me and a lot of my personality and a lot of my style is is, hair. is all my hair. Oh. So I feel like I can never. Going bald would probably like be one of my biggest fears, and thankfully my family doesn't have you know a balding gene in them. Yeah. So. It looks good for me thus far, but I don't know. I, I, I give you props because I don't think a lot of people. Yeah. I think there's a stereotype. You know, if you're bald, it, you're not you're not gonna look good. There's especially yeah. like older men like that. Their their biggest fear is going bald. Yeah, I don't think that my fear was not looking good. It was more like being harassed, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen. I think I sort of I was more like I think I was left alone more though by guys. I guess mm-hmm. yeah because. 
that whole time that I was bald, I wouldn't get cat calls or anything. Mm-hmm. So that was that sort of makes me want to go back because now guys are well, people are creepy, but mm. right now in particular, obviously you see guys getting I mean women getting cat calls a lot, mm-hmm. and it that sort of stopped, you know, when I was bald. And then I don't know. I think that at one point, a lot of I think I don't know. I just think it did good for me mentally, maybe. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I didn't do it as a statement. I did it because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then... Props I just you. remember being called Eleven and Emma Gonzalez a lot. Eleven? Yeah, from Stranger Things. Oh, hell. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, not. I guess not to you. But. I mean, I wasn't bullied. I was just called it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind. People, I think people were just surprised because mm-hmm. I had pink hair one day and then I was bald <laughs> the next day. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's a well, also transition. my hair was really dead because I had bleached it a lot and mm. dyed it. You had bleached hair before? Yeah. Right, wow. Yeah, so it was already pretty like damaged. Blonde, blonde bleach? Yeah, well, I had to bleach it to dye it blue. Oh, okay. And then I dyed it pink. So I had to bleach it again. And then I shaved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a lot of journey that a lot of people that shave their heads go through. They kill their hair and then they're, they're like, screw it. And then they just shave their head off. See, I feel like a lot of, I mean, that's, depending on the guy, I'm sure there's guys who go through that. But I feel like a lot of guys never experience that. Like, the whole dyeing their hair and then I know, they should. Ends. It's so Like, cool. I've never had to cut my hair because, oh, my hair is dead at the end. You yeah. know, because our hair is shorter typically and it's healthier. And I don't know what else, like. What well, because you guys don't do anything to your hair, you just cut True. it. True, we don't straight. Yeah, you we just don't straighten it. it and curl it. And, and put stuff. gel on it. Mm-hmm. Or suavecito. Mm-hmm. Suavecito pomade. Yeah, what's it called? Um. What would your dream hairstyle be, though? I don't have one. Maybe like, what it is now. If you're thirty and like. Oh, I want in your dude, dream career if, or whatever you want to do. If I um grow, if I live to be a hundred, I want really long hair that's gray. Gray. Yeah. So you actually, you would dig the gray. Yeah, I don't want to... I would want to go gray. Mm-hmm. Like Dude, full my gray English like... teacher, she made an announcement saying that she was going to go gray because she had been dyeing her hair so that people wouldn't tell it's gray. And I don't know why she thought we cared. <laughs> <laughs> Your teachers are people too. I know, but she's so annoying. I don't like her. She told me... Okay, so once every single quarter, we have to go have a conference with her for a grade. Mm-hmm. And then on the very last day of the semester, I went to ha- go have my conference with her. And it's zero period, so I never go. And then <laughs> she told me, and she told me, maybe if you came to class more, I'd want to talk to you more. And then I just left, and she didn't give me a grade for the conference. You She's know why cruel. that happened? You know why you didn't go to class? Because you're a Gemini. I, what does that oh have to my do God. with my... Well, actually, maybe you're right, because I've had a zero period for three years, and I still can't get there on time. Mm-mm. And I got Saturday school. I feel like actually, it's a, that's a big gem. I had thing. to go to Saturday school today. Oh, wow. And community service. Wow. And I didn't want to know why. Why? To spend time with you, too. I'm so... honored. I'm honored. I'm so honored. But I feel like... <laughs> Gemini's are just kind of like flaky people. No, we're not. No, we're not. Are you Mr. calling me Bingo? mentally unstable? Um, have you guys no, heard? I didn't say mentally unstable. <laughs> I did not say you're mentally unstable. He actually meant to call you dumb. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. Damn. I think... Do you I pay? think I like Gemini's as friends, but I don't think I would date a Gemini. Because what? there's already too many in my life. And they are, we are pretty unstable. Like, in our decisions. I feel, like, I, I feel like most people are unstable. I feel like there's very few 
people that are stable. Because I feel um, unstable all about, the time, too. What are their names? What, if there was an ideal sign... What, what sign have you had the most success with as far as dating? Or friendship? You can just go friendship, too. Um, my One of my closest friends is a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. But I don't like... Oh, yeah! Um, my friend Diana from middle school, she was a Scorpio. She was one of my bestest friends in middle school. And my friend Lupe is a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And she's my closest friend now. So I guess Scorpios. And I'm a Scorpio moon. Mm. So Maybe that's why. Maybe. What does a Scorpio moon even mean? Yeah, what are we talking about the moons and the yeah. rising? I want me to look this up for you. Could you explain it to us in like further detail? No, and I'm cite still your confused. Sources? Um, so there's this app called CoStar, which you guys can all get. My username is R Del Peen. Spelled R D A wait, let me re say how it's spelled. R D E L P I N. So on the app you put your sign. Your birthday? Your birthday, mm-hmm. the time you were born, and the state you were born. And then it tells you so everything that you need to know about yourself. The state and the time you were born matters. Yes. Why? The state? Yes. Because it needs to be as accurate as possible so, so that was, they know about you. So yeah. maybe if you were born in um, Colorado, mm-hmm. it would be different. So if I Where was were born, you born? I was born in California. Oh. Okay. But if I was born, so let's say someone at the same time. Born the same date and the same time, so like August. My birthday is August twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. Someone was born that same time. It was like eight thirty. I was born in another state, but they were born in like New York or like mm-hmm. Oaxaca, Mexico. Yeah, there would be different signs. Yeah, I I never really paid much attention to astrology and those signs, but I feel like the more and older, the more older I've gone in life, mm-hmm. the more I've had. Different people tell me different things because, like, oh, you're a Virgo, like that's why you do this. And I, I read some of those things. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of similarities in it. And while I don't want to base between my whole people? life, no, oh. just in between me, like when I read, you know, what like the Virgo characteristics yeah. are, or sometimes I read like daily horoscopes that um, friends will show me and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, like that's kind of what I went through today, or that's kind of what I'm going through now. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of coincidences and there's a lot of similarities where it's kind of. But pretty are they cool. coincidences? It's pretty cool to... Oh, I think that's... Right now, I feel them as coincidences, yes, but I view them as pretty interesting. Like, I like to learn more about them. Yeah. Just because there is so many coincidences coincidences that it feels like I should know more about them and yeah. expand my horizons. Whoa. That was meaningful to me. Um, I was going to say, I read this book <laughs> called The Secret. Have you read it? Oh, have you heard of it? The Secret? No. You haven't heard of The Secret? Mm-mm. Well, do yeah, you know what it I'm is? Sure the Secret <clears throat> is the Law of Attraction. <laughs> and basically, what that is, is that you attract what you think. You know how people say that you attract the people that... You hang out with those who are most like you? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So... Mm. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you've never seen it? So it basically talks about how... Well, it's not even that that I was the most interested in. It was... I read... I think it's towards the end of the book. Or I also watched a movie, but I don't really remember the movie a lot. But it talked about how you always have been and you always will be because you're made of energy and energy can never be made or... Wait, never... Energy can never be destroyed. And that's just crazy to me. Because even though you die, you don't really die because your energy is still existing. Mm -hmm. You know? Deeper than that. 
Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to me. And interesting. It's very deep. Should I ask you another question now? You should. Okay, let me think. Last one. Um, what do you think about the influence of celebrities on young people? Ooh. That's like, that's your last question. That's gonna be uh, like that's a, a ten minute rant right now. No, okay. I just go. to make it quick and, and sweet. I think it's kind of kind of shitty sometimes because celebrities, they I think sometimes they don't realize them themselves the power they have over so many kids. And I work with a lot of middle aged students, so you see all these middle aged students trying to be like someone else, and sometimes they get negatively influenced and. There's negative influencers out there like mm-hmm. Takashi Six Nine or um, like I, I I he's the only person on the top of my mind, but I can think of some other players in the NFL or some other players in the NBA, some other rap stars, some other movie stars. There's all kinds of bad people that you shouldn't look up to, and these kids too. And like I said, I think the celebrities don't really know that they have that kind of platform where they can influence so many kids, and they themselves, the kids themselves make poor decisions be based on what they listen to or based off what their cele- favorite celebrities do or wear and stuff like that. And it kind of costs them because, you know, they're just really struggling to find their own identity, but then instead of finding their own identity, they're putting on the front of someone else they watch mm-hmm. or follow. So, I mean, personally, I don't like celebrities too much. I think we all idolize some celebrities here and there, and it's up to us to choose which ones are the good ones to idolize and stuff like that. I mean, there are good role models out there too as celebrities I want to bash celebrities as a whole you know there's a lot of good people and players and movie stars and actors out there but I think for the most part I think celebrities I think we shouldn't obviously social media plays a big part but I think we shouldn't idolize them as much as we do yeah because at the end of the day they're normal people and they make mistakes too yeah of course and just because they have a lot of money or they make music or because they play sports Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we have to put them on such a high pedestal. Yeah, and it also adds a huge burden on them. The, I don't know. I think that a lot of people bash celebrities, but then again, you're the one that created that industry for celebrities to exist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of celebrities are do have drug problems also, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. But Especially in the music industry. Yeah. Like, a lot of the great musicians, I mean, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, all those musicians that were yeah. great are on drugs, and... Eventually catches up to them. A lot of them died before, you know, too young. Yeah, died before their mm-hmm. time. And some of them are starting to catch up on them now. They're not aging well because of all the drugs and stuff they've yeah. done. So mm-hmm. it's a tough. It's like, I, but I think, I think everyone's imperfect. Everyone has their imperfections. We just think because they're a great movie star or they're a great singer or they're a great football player that they have to be perfect and they can't slip up in any form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I don't know. I just, I think celebrities is like the influence they have on kids. It's all on the parenting as well. I think it's part of it because Mm. I've seen like really young girls that dress like Kylie Jenner and Kylie Jenner has an amazing style. But you know, little girls, 10 year olds should not be dressing like that. And who else is buying them that clothes? Who else is buying them that merchandise? It's the parents. Mm -hmm. The kids don't have jobs. It's up to you as a parent to kind of like control what's going on in your own household. And if you can't do that, I understand you're busy. People have jobs. But it's your responsibility to kind of be like, hey, honey, like, this person is a 21-year-old woman. You're mm-hmm. a 10-year-old girl. That's not your style. So yeah, it's a lot of parenting as well. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, you need to be involved to kind of control that. And a lot of parents are busy. I do get that. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't really mind. I don't care that 10-year-olds are dressing like Kylie Jenner. 
I think that the only problem with that is the sexualization of children. And yeah, I, that's a huge problem as that's, well. I think that the way a child dresses shouldn't be looked down upon because, I mean, it's a child at the end of the day. It, they just shouldn't be sexualized. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but there's only so much influence you have on that. Yeah. No matter what, you're not always with your kid, then, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't be watching over exactly. your kids. So, so you I don't know, think like, teach them to be like, okay, like, be cautious around your surrounding. Be like, that's what I'm saying. Parenting yeah. is like a huge influence on yeah, what goes down on their life. I think that it's not really even parenting. It's social media itself. Because obviously, you said it, you can't be around... If you have a kid, you can't be around them all the time. And I don't know... I think that, I don't know, I just don't think parenting it's can not change a lot. But it's it will influence them greatly. Because, yeah, because even what? then, if you're strict with your kids, a lot of them do end up rebelling against you. Or they sneak, mm-hmm. a, they sneak yeah. out. Like, yeah. You know, I remember, so, like, my parents were, like, strict at one point, and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to sneak out through yeah. the bag. Let's party it up. I'm, like, 15 years old. Exactly, you experienced that. So. Yeah. yeah, of course. That's crazy. We went from talking about fashion and celebrities to... Sneaking out. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever snuck out. Mm. I've told wait, I shouldn't say something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I wait, remember like I just remember that it's gonna be on public in the public. Yeah. Oh, no story. During no. the whole shuffling scene, I remember um I would try to you know Tony. Tony was a shuffler. Uh-huh. So he would um he would host parties in his backyard and then we met this lady named Teresa that um she would actually, like, host parties, like, four houses down, and my mom was super strict on me back then. So they would, like, my friends would wait for my parents to be asleep, and then they would walk over to my house mm-hmm. so I could sneak out and, like, go join them. And I did, like, mm-hmm. twice, and I remember, like, I don't think I ever got caught, but it was, like, ooh, it was so risky. It was, like, adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something bad. And we wouldn't even do anything. We'd literally just hang out, like, listening to music. We were, like, 15, 16. And shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people listen, see people yeah. shuffle or, yeah. like... You can never shuffle? You weren't in the I shuffling didn't, scene? I didn't. I tried to shuffle, but I was, you know, like, I don't got moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much as I hate to admit it, like, I, I don't got the groove. Really? I think differently. I think I you... think Ruth has all the moves. Whoa, really? I yeah. didn't know got Really? Whoa. I've I never seen, heard that before. I've seen Ruth shuffle, and I'm just, like, you, oh, really impressed. You're right. I'm freaking good, huh? I think all I know as listeners should know that he... Did the jerk at the block like two weeks ago. <laughs> I have videos. I'll that post it. It wasn't two weeks ago. That okay, was like in November. Like two months ago. That was in November. I also Noah was trying to bring it back. He was like, you know, I'm gonna. Form that was because you paid me and you, you bought I me didn't food. Buy, I didn't do any of that. I just suggested it. You were just like, hell yeah, record me, Jenny. Let's post this up on YouTube. Let's lies. bring back. Lies. That's so, so funny. So much lies. I have a video. <laughs> yeah. I got receipts. But the lies don't say. The videos don't but say. The, receipt, like, the videos don't lie. say whether or not you forced me to. But how am I going to force you into doing something, No, Like, I can't be like, move your legs. Got a gun to your head or something. Maybe you did. Who knows? Why yeah. you know? Oh my god. I'm just kidding. But it was fun to have you on this conversation, Ruth. Thank you. I'm glad you finally hopped on. Cause for I while, had to beg you for this. I, you didn't have to beg me. I was begging for you to come. Not even. I said I suggested it to Jenny. You did suggest it to Jenny, and I I was like, okay, I like that idea. But then, well, maybe because your maybe because your schedule was like different than mine, because oh, yeah. of nerves and stuff. We had to keep what? postponing I'm it. I'm a nerd. No, no, your nerves, nerves. your nerve, like oh, your nervousness. Nerves. Like post, like we were supposed to do this earlier today, but what? I'm okay with doing it like late at night, so that's fine. It's my 
real. It's been real. Thank you for um, coming on the show, Ruth. This was like a long time in the making, but I'm glad you're finally hopped on. Thank you.